0: to 1 Kings. It's a, a, not unfamiliar, but a not as often do we turn to 1 Kings in the Bible. And I'm going to read one verse only while we're standing, verse 41. 1 Kings 18 and verse 41. And this is a word from the Lord. If I have ever stood in the will of God, I am standing in the will of God now. And I'd like to speak to you <clears throat> from this subject, a sound of abundance of rain that's the title of my message today a sound of abundance of rain first kings 18 verse 41 and elijah said unto ahab get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound everyone say it with me a sound of abundance of rain everybody say it with me a sound of abundance of rain could we bow our heads together father right now lord i feel your touch in this place and i ask that you would anoint this frail messenger lord because the mighty things you choose to do must be done lord in these vessels and so thank you for each one that will hear allow the anointing to bring it to their hearts in jesus name everyone said amen Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Now, I'd like to remind you in verse 41, and Elijah said unto Ahab, there's our two characters, get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. The prophet is Elijah. Everyone say Elijah. He could hear the sound. Now, I don't want to develop that, but there is always the possibility that For some reason, the king did not hear it. I'm not going to say for sure, but it is certainly possible. But But Elijah, the prophet, heard the sound. And he said, get up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Why he heard it and no one else seems to have said anything is the subject of another message. And the king of Israel is Ahab, who has allowed his life to be completely move from its spiritual foundations. He should have never been the kind of king that he was, uh, partly by an an evil, lustful uh, woman by the name of Queen Jezebel. How many have ever heard the name Jezebel? That's a Bible character, and it is an evil name because she was an evil queen. God became so displeased by Ahab's reign, and what he was doing now, I feel very prophetic here, and I, I'm trying not to be too emotional about it, but that, that that God was so displeased with Ahab that He sent a famine. Now you think of it, a famine in a desert land where where famine could literally uh, wipe out a, a people, but He sent a famine because of the king. And there was zero water. There was zero rain for, uh, for years in a desert land. We'll look at that more in a moment. And uh, it was and could have been terribly disastrous. All this because Jezebel killed the prophets of God so that she could have her own little religious uh, deal. She thought she was greater than God is what she thought. It's a spirit of destruction, and it is a spirit of evil that gets a hold of an unsaved people. Jezebel represents it in her, uh, in her rule. Now, <clears throat> let me say it as, as just as clear as I can here this morning, and everybody say, praise the Lord. The devil is no match to the God that we serve here today. It is foolish and silly to think that you are smarter than God. The devil is simply no man for our God. So go ahead and serve Baal. That's who she thought was the one to be served. Baal was, would be very much like a common religious notion of their day. And I don't, I don't intend to develop that. But Baal, the worship of Baal was literally universal. It was known everywhere. In fact, the word Beelzebub comes from the word Baal because of the worship of Baal. They got, in other words, they got their name from the name of Satan. But he, let me tell you about Baal. He cannot help you. Why would you serve that which can do you no good? The devil cannot bless you. The devil cannot help you. The devil will not give you the things that your heart desire. But when the rain stops and the world seems to be upside down, Baal cannot alter the weather. And Baal cannot bring you the answer. Not one single bit. Can you say, praise the Lord? We are serving a God that is able to help us. There is one God, and He alone holds the whole world in His hands. In fact, right today, this God that is in this place, someone said, well, what is going on? What is this I feel? You are feeling the presence of a real God, an awesome and a mighty God. Anybody feel His presence right now? You are feeling the touch of a God that is real. Someone said, well, that's that's emotion. Oh, yes, it's emotion. They thought that one guy was, like he had this PhD in, in study of emotion. I, I could have said, save yourself the education. Yes, it's emotion. But it's emotion that is steeped in a reality. My emotion has had contact with that which is beyond myself. And my heart is able to respond to it. And I'm so thankful today that we can feel the presence of the Lord in a dark hour. When there's no answer in the world and there's nobody that seems to know how to get rid of this drought. There is a God that is greater than your trouble. There is a God that's working on your behalf. Praise God. I'm not going to preach all day, but I'm going to preach this. I believe God wants us to recognize that there is a divine answer. And if we will listen to him, we can bring about the very power that God has promised us. Now, I feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to show you today and me today that when all else fails, when the heavens are shut up, and it seems, maybe the devil's telling you, you know what, you, you, just, you just jump off a cliff. There's just nothing. When the devil is jumping all around and, and spouting his lies and pointing his finger, you, you can go to a rock that is higher than you are. You can find a God that is able to help you. Don't listen to a God that says to Jesus on the cross, oh, if you're the Son of God, come down. That's stupidity. That's not common sense, that's not logic. But see, the devil uses all this kind of silliness. Well, if it was really God, you know, why would there be all this drought in the land? Let me tell you something, folks. This drought in the land is not because there's not a God. This drought is in the land because of an evil king. And God knows what he's going to do and how he's going to take care of it. Now, I'm going to tell you prophetically what's going on right now. The Holy Ghost is getting ready to work in lies that the devil said were untouchable. But the Holy Ghost is working in you right now. He's working in your life. Now, Elijah, and I mean this very, very kindly. I mean it in the nicest way. I don't, I, I'm trying to hurry because I, I want to get this in. I want to say what I need to say. But Elijah, the great prophet, the man who stood down the prophets of Baal, uh, I'm, I'm skipping over all of chapter 18, where they dug the trenches and tried to make it rain and prayed that God would send fire and burn all. I'm skipping all that. That's a whole another sermon. I, I'd love to preach that this morning, but I, I may after. All. No, no, I'm not going to preach that. I'm letting that go. But here was a man, the great prophet. He stood down the prophets. Elijah. He never ever impressed the dignitaries of any specialness about himself. As though he were anyone special. He never wrote a book. He never went to college. He never got elected to office. None of the things that we often. Pin accolades on. Our heroes for. But I'll tell you. What he did know. He knew. How to pray Now listen to James if you have a bible and want to you could turn there but James 5 says this verse 16 17 talking about prayer you're familiar with this expression from James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man what availeth much good I know you're, you're kind of quiet but you're following me the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much that's the end of verse 16 then 17 then he uses Elijah as the example here we go Elias was a man subject to like passions which is a nice King James authorized version way of saying human he was just a human being He was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. That's the example of Elijah. Oh, hallelujah. Folks, I want to tell you something. I'd much rather know that somebody was able to get a hold of God for me than that they were the smartest man or the richest woman that ever was. What matters is can you get a hold of God? That's what matters. That's what matters. (laughs) My goodness. Man, you're stirring me up here today. Praise God. He was a man, but he prayed earnestly. So what did he pray? That it might not rain. Everyone say not rain. He prayed that it might not rain and it rained not in the earth by the space of three years and six months. Oh my, I'm telling you folks, this entire thing is just filled with anointing from the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to just lift our hands one more time. Come on, just one more time and let's thank God that the Spirit of the Lord is paying attention to us and is drawing us in these last days. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. So... (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm going to have to... (coughs) I'm surprised I got this far without uh, doing that. So one thing we learned from this, and I'm trying to pull this all down here, is that you need to be very, very careful what you pray for. Elijah prayed that it would not rain. It didn't rain for three and a half years. And that was, that was disastrous. That was an unbelievable uh, time. Time. And then, of course, it goes on. I'm going to leave that scripture there for now. He prayed that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. So Elijah meant business with God. Evil suddenly had met its match. It had to make way for righteousness. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost here right now? That's what faith in God does, my friend. Faith suddenly comes in contact with the impossible, and it seems like here's cancer. Here, here's the trouble. We got uh, a call from uh, brother and sister Stafford. They had thought perhaps they told her two types of cancer that it might be. It wasn't either one. You know why? Because God is greater our trouble and God touched her and helped her then she had to go through this uh, be isolated for so many days and and so she they called uh I forget if, I think it was yesterday because we were so I mean we were here hours and hours and hours and the phone rang and it was brother Stafford saying, over oh, the French thank God she's going to come out of isolation like today I think it is and then she can't be uh, uh she won't make the service because she's not supposed to like be out and you know, where she could maybe contact whatever's making me cough and so on. But I thought, you know what, Lord? I'm so thankful for who you are. I'm so glad that I know who you are. Is anybody glad today that you know who Jesus is? He's there in the darkest hour. He's with me no matter what I'm facing righteousness prevails. They can laugh at it and say, where's your degree and where's your money and where's your Cadillac? I want to tell you something. I would rather ride in a goat wagon than to have a Cadillac with this world. I want to walk with a God that can show me the way that I am supposed to live. That's what faith does. It leads you to his will and his exciting life. So sure, there are tough times and the sun doesn't shine and the rain dries up and, and it doesn't seem like, well, what am I going to do, Brother French? What am I supposed to do? What you do is you pray and you are on the Lord's side. And so you've determined. I want you to notice here this morning that Elijah was the one who brought an end into the drought. Just as he was the one that prayed for the rain to stop. And do you know how? You know how he ended the drought? By prayer. And church, I'm calling you to prayer this morning. If we will pray, we can change the world. I don't care what your program is. I don't care how smart it is. I don't care how many politicians are involved. I hope all those things happen. I'm all for it. Praise God. I thank God for every blessing. We were talking with some folks here this morning about where they were from and the president of that country recently spoke at our general conference of the the United Pentecostal Church. The president of the nation came and they prayed for the president and I said, thank you, Jesus. How many are glad that God can touch anybody anywhere? But it is not about All of that. No, no, no. No, it was because he prayed. Once he prayed, Baal was put in his place. Elijah prayed again, this time for rain. And then notice verse 41 in our text. It didn't just rain. Elijah said what the Holy Ghost is speaking to us about here today. There is a sound. Everyone say a sound. So he says to the king, after after a very repentant king, after three and a half years and all that was going on, he says to a, a very troubled Ahab, get up and eat and drink, for there is a sound. So you see, suddenly God is, I believe, speaking through Elijah and here this morning to our hearts. Even before it got there, There was a sound. We could determine it. We could sense it. And we need to hear it, my friend. If you cannot hear it, if you cannot believe it, if you can't enter into a recognition of what it is, because if it is there and it is about to come, then we must be recognizing it. And I feel the Holy Ghost is calling the church in this hour to believe that there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that God cannot do. I don't know what it is you're facing today, but there's nothing that God can't take care of in your life. God is able to take it, and God is able to do it. Does anybody know someone that needs a powerful move of God? Can you just wave, don't not, just wave your hand? if you some, Maybe there's a special need in your own life. God is able today, and we're not about to give up. We are trusting that God will do it according to His power. There is a sound even before it gets here. So someone said, well, what what about it? Here's a building, you know, new sign outside, paint, a little fresh paint. No, 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 my friend. It's not about this building. As much as I thank God for the the beauty and all that is here and 300,000 people passing by every week. I thank God for it every day. I, I come through here and I lift my hands. But I want to tell you something, folks. It's not about what we see in the natural. There's something deeper than just what we can see with our eyes. There is a sound. You can hear it. You know it's coming by faith. There is a sound that I am hearing. And I believe the Holy Ghost is calling us right now as a church to recognize that's the sound that we're hearing. Could we just lift a hand like this just, just a little bit towards the Lord? Father, I feel a little bit of a a little bit of a prodding, a bit of the, the, the spirit of the prophet here today. You're calling us, you're trying to show us that something is coming. There's a sound of revival. Everybody say revival. A sound of family. I I hear it. It's, it, it. it's distant, and I'm not sure exactly what it means, but someone came to me recently. Oh, hallelujah. Give me another second. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. And they were talking about how the Lord had given them a vision, and, and they had seen something in the Holy Ghost, and they were worried that I might think that was too dramatic. And I said, that is not too dramatic. They had seen in the Spirit Something that God was trying to help them believe. And I believe the Holy Ghost is trying to get us to hear what seems impossible. God is trying to show it to us. That's exactly what he's doing. Hallelujah. The sound, I hear the sound, Elijah said. But it wasn't just the sound of rain. Folks, it's not just the sound of reversing the problem. Some of us will say, well, I was healed of cancer and boy I tell you nothing like shouting and dancing and oh oh, my, 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 my son was pulled out of drugs that's a great thing but it's not just the sound of deliverance for those that are just within reach of us no no my friend I feel the anointing here today I am telling and announcing to this church today that the sound that we are hearing is not just for that in our immediate presence but it is much greater than that it is a sound that comes from deep within the spirit and it is speaking to us our families are coming to God I'm talking about entire families that are coming to God weeping before an altar hearts that are calloused and bitter and cold suddenly melted in the presence of the Lord There's a sound. It's the sound of someone receiving salvation. And I can hear it today. And that's but even that, my friend, is not my message here. I'm gonna close right here. My message is not just that it rained, and just that our families are coming to God, and that we held on in faith, caused it to rain. No, but that this marvelous rain that is coming is coming in great and awesome abundance. I can hear it. It's like, Do you hear that? I can hear that. It's the sound. I can tell that something's about to happen. I want you to stand with me all across the building today and I wonder if we could just lift our hands by faith and say, Father, no matter what else, I want to know whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of it. I want to believe that anything can happen, not just for me. I know God wants to help you today. I'm preaching beyond just our felt needs today. I'm telling you that beyond what you need and God's going to help you with your need the rain is here but this is more than just ordinary rain I hear the sound of abundance of rain it's coming through the power of the Holy Spirit God is going to do it. He's going to touch children. He's going to raise them up. I'd like us to just, here, let's do this. Let's do this a little different here. Let's just dismiss from, come and get as close as you can all the way over here. Let's just wrap around the front. Let's dismiss from the front today. And I want us to pray, Father.